Welcome to Networks for Training and Development's Employment for All podcast. I am your host, Joe Murphy. This podcast is dedicated to real work and real pay for all citizens. Today is May 20th, 2020. Today's virtual employment forum is in response to the COVID-19 outbreak. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you so very much for joining us today for our uh, employment forum meeting. Um, welcome to everyone. I think you're going to really receive a wealth of information today. And um, our facilitator for this meeting is Teresa Cody from Networks for Training. And I'm going to turn this over to her and perhaps join you a little late, later on in the meeting. Hi everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. This webinar is being live captioned and recorded. As shared, my name is Teresa Cody with Networks for Training and Development. We are happy to host these virtual forums with support from IDS in efforts to support employment services, individuals, staff, providers, especially amidst COVID-19. Let's take a moment to center ourselves. How are you today? How are you really? Take a moment right now to remember your breath. In through your nose, out through your mouth. Today, we wanna to share a campaign that you can learn more about by visiting the following website, www.howareyoureally.org. This campaign seeks to support people in sharing their story authentically in efforts to help decrease stigma surrounding mental health by answering the question, how are you really? The Mental Health Coalition that is running this campaign is comprised of 12 members. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Bring Change to Mind, Child Mind Institute, Crisis Text Line, the Jed Foundation, Mental Health America, NAMI, The Trevor Project, Active Minds, Anxiety and Depression Association of America, Brain and Behavior Research Foundation, and Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance. As a reminder, immediate support can be provided by reaching out to the crisis text line by texting HOME to 741-741. As Joe alluded to, next week we are post canceling the employment forum in preparation to share about how we can move forward within the employment forum space. We recognize the needs and layout may look different. So on June 3rd, we need you. So we hope that you can join us as we seek to plan the upcoming forums during that time. We'll cover things such as how you want to meet, what you want covered, how can supports within the forum and outside the forum be planned to better support the needs of the provider community and those we support. Today's topic is hashtag mask up PA, stories from the yellow zone. As Pennsylvania continues to take steps forward and we begin to see counties progress in decreasing cases, 
we have asked a couple of employment providers who have moved into the yellow phase to share stories and share how they are moving forward. We are grateful to welcome back Lisa from Mainstay Services and welcome Marie Palmer from Envision today. Lisa and Marie, thank you for being here. Thank you, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you thank for you. having us. Thank you, Marie. So Lisa, if you would like to get started in sharing. Absolutely, so my name's Lisa Svidrin. I am the Associate Director of Employment for Mainstay Life Services, which is based out of Allegheny County. Um, we do cover multiple counties. I think I'm up to seven counties now. So for us, it's very important right now because not all the counties that we support in are in the yellow phase. Um, so just paying particular attention to what the yellow phase is and what ones are still in red phase. So just talking about what we're doing in our yellow phase, Last time I shared with you the fact that, you know, our staff safety is very important to me. We all carry, I know, fanny packs. <laughs> Not many people still have those, but we all have fanny packs. And inside of our fanny packs are gloves, masks. We also have hand sanitizer. And then recently I just added soap that is waterless soap. It's different from hand sanitizer. And then I also added... Um, a hand lotion too because a lot of their hands were getting dry. So that's all in our fanny packs that we carry with us on the job and in the community no matter where we are. They're under no means whatsoever to keep that just for themselves. If the person that we're supporting needs it, then by all means we are giving it to them also. Whether it's our gloves, our mask, if they need hand sanitizer, whatever it may be, we have plenty of it to go around so there's no need to to hoard it just for ourselves. Along with that, um, before this call today, I was telling Teresa, going yellow has been absolutely fantastic for us. This week we've managed to get two people jobs, and then we have another one which I was sitting here and I just got a text about that is actually going into their second interview. So that'll be three jobs potentially this week. Um, yellow has been very wonderful because not a lot of people want to go back to work at this point in time. So the people who do, the people we support, are just stepping right in and saying, yes, you know, this job is for me and they're going for it. So the yellow has not stopped our people from getting jobs whatsoever. The other thing that, that we're doing, which is kind of unique, and I don't remember if I shared this the last time, is the fact that two weeks ago, I started a virtual job club which is completely online. It's every Friday. It's open to anybody from our organization, outside of our organization, anybody who is being supported by community. It just doesn't matter. But they log on every Friday and we're doing employment training, employment coaching. Um, oh, and the one thing is they don't need to have an employment contract. They could just be seeking this out. Um, last Friday, we had the opportunity to do employment bingo which I sent them all bingo cards and had them fill it in all week long um, with the different words that I had asked. And then we played bingo online. We had um, prizes, which I delivered to everybody's house afterwards if they won. And we had such a blast. But from that employment group, I'm now getting referrals. People are seeing what it's like to, to work in the community and they wanna be a part of it. So it was my way of continuing to build a program while 
we're in a stage where there's just no referrals coming through. So that's everything that we're doing at Mainstay right now in the yellow phase. And we're looking forward to getting into that green phase soon. Thanks, Teresa. Thank you so much, Lisa. I, I love the stories and it's so fantastic about that one person who just got a job too. In the chat box, we have a comment. Lisa, you mentioned how many people are choosing not to work yet. How have you been making sure that the individuals you are supporting are making informed choices? So I, I've run into us a few times over the past week itself where residential providers are making that choice for the person. However, I have resorted to not asking the residential provider anymore. Um, I'm asking the person directly. It's been a very touchy area. I've had to review a lot of the, the wording about rights violations lately um, and had to review it with a different, all the residential providers that are putting the stop sign up. I, I am advocating for the person if they say they want to work. I will advocate hard for them to go to work unless there is some major underlying medical reason why. For instance, I had somebody who wanted to work so desperately, um, but she had an extreme breathing disorder. And at this point in time, the doctor even had a home confinement on her. So we just then reviewed the importance of staying healthy in order to go to work. So I just had to switch it up. But I am getting a, a lot of resistance from providers that are not mainstay providers. Um, so I, honestly, a simple review of what a rights violation is has pretty much cured it. Thank you so much for sharing that, Lisa. And as a reminder to everyone, if you have comments along the way, feel free to add them in the chat box and we will connect with them as we go. And also after Marie goes as well. So Marie, the floor is yours. Uh, hello, everybody. This is Marie Palmer. I'm the program manager for employment supports at Envision Human Services. We are based out of the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area, and we also cover several counties in the area in addition to the Allegheny County. Um, and what we are doing is very similar to the steps that Lisa described um, performing at Mainstays. The people who are working directly in the field all have kits of personal protective equipment so that they can remain safe while they're providing services in the community. Um, a big part of the yellow phase is that although we can resume providing some services face-to-face, ODP wants us to provide what we can uh, on a remote basis. And um, employment has always been able to bill indirect services where we are uh, doing work on behalf of a person that we support when they're not necessarily face-to-face -face with us. Um, some of our other services are also starting to bill on a remote basis, which has been very interesting for us. We're exploring providing uh, more services through Zoom, um, through other conference calling, through some of the Google applications so that we can work on interviewing skills, um, help people with anything that's related to employment 
so that they'll be prepared when they um, go to work for the first time or when they return to work for folks who have been laid off. Um, in the red phase, unfortunately, several people that we support, as well as um, people in the general public, had changes to the conditions of the, their employment. Um, many people were asked to remain home for um, uncertain amounts of time, and that has been very challenging for folks um, in our community and beyond. Moving into the yellow phase, some folks are starting to be called back by their employers to return to work. An initiative that's been very important to us all along has been to remain in contact with employers. So even if somebody we support isn't working their typical schedule, their job facilitator is uh, keeping in contact at least once a week with the employer and talking about a potential return to work and trying to understand when that may come about and how we can be ready for it. So as we move into yellow, more and more people are being called back to work, which has been fantastic. Uh, there's also a need to look for new jobs. Some folks who've lost their jobs uh, may not be able to return. Some businesses, unfortunately, are closing or changing the dynamics of the services that they're providing on a more permanent basis. So we've had to very, uh, very much get creative in finding new jobs in industries that are considered essential so we can continue to move forward. Uh, some of the jobs that we've located recently have been in landscaping. Um, as well as doing some of the remote order picking. Um, Instacart has been a good industry for us. As the world is adapting to the coronavirus scare, uh, so are the opportunities that are available for people. So we've um, tried to emphasize all along to our job facilitators that even though the opportunities may not be like typical opportunities that we're accustomed to, there's still a great need out there and there's still jobs to be found. We just might have to be more um, inventive in how we look for them. Thank you so much, Marie, for sharing. I've noticed that we have a fair amount of people on today. And so we have had Lisa from Mainstay and Marie from Envision share. So we were wondering if there are any providers on the call who are also in yellow counties and would like to share. Okay, maybe we don't have anyone just yet. Um, but if you have any questions or comments, feel free to add them into the chat box. Joe, did you want to share a yeah. comment that you'd received? So this is Joe, I got a, a, a question sent to me and the person's wondering if any of these activities I hear about on these webinars, employment group chats, bingos, talent shows, exercise programs, etc., are billable, and what are other agencies do, doing to continue billing while most of the in-person services are tempor temporarily suspended? Ooh, sorry about that. Let me try it again. I was wondering if any of these activities I hear about on these webinars, employment group chats, bingo, talent shows, exercise programs, etc. are billable and what are other agencies doing to continue billing while most of these in-person services are temporarily suspended? This is Lisa. So I can I can tell you about um, my employment group 
Right now, I'm not billing for it whatsoever because that is my filter. That is all of my new referrals that never thought about doing employment or becoming employed prior. So on the front end, yes, I'm not getting paid, but on the back end, I'm getting paid a little bit more. Now in the future, when things open up, this club is going to keep going and then I will bill for um, a group rate for it. However, right now I'm just looking to keep people on inform in, as informed as I possibly can and filter some new referrals through. Thank you, Lisa, that's a great point. And to add on to that, I think it's really important to make sure that you're familiar with the different funding streams and the parameters around those. Chris? Yeah, I've been having problems because I've been trying to, you know, participate in all these talent searches and talent shows and everything. And they have, and I've tried to fill out something online and I, and for some reason it doesn't do it on my smartphone. So that might be a, a technical glitch. Um, that you'd want to look into, Chris. Does anyone else have a response that they would like to add on to that comment that Joe had shared? Something I am seeing that I would like to share is about how the career links, there is a special COVID-19 portal filled of businesses looking um, to hire right now as well. So Lisa had commented about the variety of opportunities that they're seeing over by them. And, and Marie also too, she mentioned about Instacart and other opportunities that maybe we wouldn't traditionally think about for those that we support, but we're able to support them in exploring that now based on the economy. Thank you for pasting that into the chat, Joe. If people wanna take a look at the chat and see how, if they have anything to contribute to that response or to that question rather in response. Hey, Teresa, it's Michelle. I have a, a question I wanted to ask overall. It doesn't directly link to this particular question, but I was curious, we're how many weeks into this now since the governor said, you know, the stay-at-home order? Is it nine weeks, 10 weeks? It's a blur, right? I'm curious, just in general, what's the overall morale of everyone? How's everybody doing? Mentally, are you hanging in there? You know, it sounds like there's some really good, cool things that are happening. People are, you know, trying the best they can. You know, everyone's coming up with some really cool ideas. It sounds like good it's happening and um it would certainly be a wonderful thing if we can you know keep morale up as we enter the yellow and then green you know keep things moving i'm just stressed out i'm nervous about touching anything and i'm thinking i'm going to go see a therapist about it thank you chris for sharing that that is so i do want to share that everyone's feelings are valid too and that is something that you're not alone in, in feeling. I know a lot of people are feeling that same way. And one suggestion that I know has helped me and has helped some others is thinking about what you can control. So you can control 
how well you wash your hands. You can control how often you go out and where you go. So thinking about it in that sense, but I love your thought about going to a therapist. As a reminder for people too, insurance companies, depending on which one you have, they are taking away co-pays for people. So you can always check in with your healthcare provider to see if that is an option. Suzanne? Yeah, this, you know, I think as we, as we grow closer to the yellow phase, in some ways, I'm really looking forward to it. And in other ways, I'm thinking, you know, this yellow phase can mean a lot more insecurity for some groups of people because it's a little bit in the gray area. And <clears throat> I think some of us with, with certain kinds of disabilities, it actually makes it a little bit harder because there's some things that we know aren't going to work right now. And, and some things uh, like SEPTA, for example, theoretically, um, once, uh, once we get into the yellow phase, <clears throat> I would hope that it's a lot easier to use SEPTA. However, if there are various restrict uh, restrictions and different things, that might make it more difficult for people who have to touch a lot, it's going to be, you know, it, again, it's still hard because on the one hand, um, you might be more likely to go out. And then if you do go out, then you have to wear gloves because you don't know what you're going to be having to touch. Uh, and at the same time, if you do wear gloves, uh, that makes it more difficult to feel your environment. So you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. And, and um, so you have to be very careful. And um, as people who have difficulty hearing or who are deaf, um, you know, having to figure out what people are saying if they're wearing masks, um, that, that really makes it difficult. And I'm curious, um, are masks, are masks transparent? I have a feeling they're not from, from what I've been told, they're not transparent. So you can't really see, um, you can't see people's face facial expressions and things like that is that true i'm i'm sort of guessing about that suzanne this is um, Teresa. to answer your question about the transparency most masks are not there was a college student that created a transparent one i think it was in kentucky but it, that was for healthcare workers and then there are facial guards that are more so used by grocery workers and healthcare workers that is trans is clear so that those of the deaf community could be able to to see the facial expressions go ahead chris oh yeah i was just thinking also because i knew that when i was writing septa there was an awful lot of times when people would 
I would ask people just to move stuff over so I could sit down in front of the bus or something. And we would have like half hour screaming fits with people. And you know, how horrible, oh my God, she's awful and selfish and oh my God, and poor me and everything like that. And But I knew that, and I was wondering if that was gonna be going, I was wondering that that could be a problem with people. Thank you for sharing, Chris. Uh, I would like to think that there's a little bit more unity when it comes to what everyone is going through and, and a little bit more empathy. I know I've seen it a little bit more um, when I have gone out. I don't know if others have experienced the same and it might depend on where you are and, and um, both geographically and in terms of location. I'm not sure if anyone caught Governor Wolf live the other day, but there was a question regarding about how a county who's in the yellow phase, businesses were not seeing a lot of people come in. And Governor Wolf's response was that it, it is going to take people some time to feel safe and to feel comfortable and so the businesses are really going to have to really share and showcase the pre preventative measure measures that they're putting in place to help support their customer safety so from an, the employment provider perspective you guys might all see that as you support people i don't know if there are any providers who would like to add on or share in regards to what Suzanne and Chris had both shared. Chris? I was just thinking about people who are both deaf and blind and they might be having a hell of a problem. Noted. I agree. Um, hi, this is Marie uh, at Envision. I think that it's important that we keep in mind that everybody's comfort level is going to be different as we start to move forward. And that includes uh, individuals that we're supporting, family members, as well as employers and places of employment, um, and our, our staff as well, our frontline people who are out there performing the work. Um, everybody is going to have a different point of view. And so it's important that we're sensitive to one another and empathetic if we're coming from a different place on the continuum. Um, and understanding that some families may take coronavirus more seriously than others, but that we have an obligation to follow through with protocols to keep everybody safe. So even though some families may say that it's not necessary to wear our mask um, or to use our PPE when we're visiting their homes, that we have a duty to use these things anyway, but also to try to help people to understand why we're using them so that they can feel comfortable and confident in the services that we're providing. Thank you so much, Marie. 
So let's see how everyone is doing today. We started off this call asking, how are you? How are you really? Chelsea, I'm going to share what you wrote in chat. So Chelsea agrees with Marie. Everyone is processing the stress of COVID differently and may express it with anger, sadness, depression, lack of energy, etc. The best we can do is give each other kindness and respect during this time. Thank you for sharing that, Chelsea. This, this is Joe. Um, I think we should think back to the first couple of weeks of COVID-19 and on the news, when, for those who watched the news a little bit, um, I was trying to avoid as much as I could. But you saw a lot of mindfulness and taking care of ourselves, and that's starting to go away. Um, or at least I'm not seeing it as much on TV and people talking about it. Um, but it's something that's still relevant and we need to do even after COVID-19. It's one of the reasons um, we begin this forum every every Wednesday with that little meditation, for lack of a better, better word, um, Teresa's doing to, to get back to center, center ourselves. And we need to do that other parts of our day and not just in work-wise. Um, and everyone's, what everyone said is, Totally true. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. In the chat, Lachelle had shared, good afternoon. What portion of job development can we perform remotely? Will the changing of service codes be waived? I was thinking of trying to do mock interviewing and creating video resumes. So I had asked Lachelle, which funding source are you referencing? Because based on that, depends on how we can respond to your question. And I would actually like to encourage if I see Andrea is on the call or Chelsea and we've had conversations about this. So I don't know if one of you all would be interested in talking. So Lachelle says she's referencing ODP's consolidated waivers. Andrea or Chelsea, would you like to share? Okay, so we're gonna go ahead, Chelsea, and unmute your mic. Awesome. I don't think there's a limit on how much job development can be done remotely. I think um, some of the things we wanna consider are just making sure that all of our activities are in line with the person's previous employment goals, that they were following the frequency and duration, that their proof were in their plans and not exceeding any of their authorization or what they were doing prior to COVID. Um, but I think all of those things, mock interviews, video resumes, that's all falling in line with really, um, in my opinion, good quality job development and a good use of this time. Um, I think the codes, as long as you're approved for the job development, I don't see that being problematic, but you know, of course, reaching out to the support coordinators and we made sure we let like everybody know what we were doing with remote service and trying to give some regular updates to support coordinators just to continue to um, keep everyone on the same page and um, you know that's what we've been kind of working with. Thank you Chelsea. Yes, because we have that piece in in that about it being an indirect. Andrea, I'm going to go ahead and unmute your mic. Thank you. I, I was just saying I would contribute but I feel like Chelsea covered it pretty well but we would be happy to talk with anyone separately if they'd like. Thank you Andrea. So Andrea and Chelsea are both from SPIN. 
if anyone doesn't know. And does anyone on the call have a general question or comment? Cheryl? Yes, I just had a question. Uh, is there any transition planning when um, individuals are going back to work? Or have there been any um, thought about, I guess we'll be wearing a mask too indefinitely while we're out. So I know some in some other areas, people have mentioned concerns about that also and compliance with um, you know, being able to comply with wearing the mask at all times. And also if there's going to be any um, transition planning as your work life may be a little different also. I actually have some good news for anyone who is using Apple products. Today, uh, there is a new update to Apple, your iPhone and iPad software that if you're wearing a face mask and you're, you, you're, using, you're using Face ID uh, for your phone, it'll now take you directly to where you'll enter your passcode. So you don't need to worry about, about using your, uh, you know, wearing your mask and having your uh, iPhone or iPad not being able to detect your face. And I know that's not directly related to employment, but it sort of can be um, for anyone who might be using um, Apple products that uh, you're used to using Face ID. You won't have to do that. Uh, you won't have to worry about it with your mask. Thank you, Suzanne. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. If you have a topic you would like to have discussed or learn more about, please don't hesitate to contact us. As a reminder, we are not meeting next week, so we will look forward to connecting with you all on June 3rd when we work to plan out how everyone would like next fiscal year's employment forums to look. Enjoy the rest of the week. Have a beautiful Memorial Day weekend. Be safe and stay well. Thank you for listening. We hope the information we provided was useful. If it was, please subscribe to our podcast channel. You can find all information about Networks for Training Development at our website, www.networksfortraining.org.